Hello and welcome to Horror. This is a fortnightly podcast in which myself, Lee, and Adam will be taking our friend Chris on a journey through the twisted world of horror cinema in the hopes of introducing him to some of the many delights the genre has to offer. The premise is very simple. We will sit down together and watch a film. As soon as it's finished, we will sit down and record the podcast immediately afterwards. As such, it will be very spoiler-heavy, and we do suggest you watch the film yourself before listening to the podcast, not only so we don't spoil it, but also so you know exactly what we're talking about. At the end of each discussion, we'll decide what film we'll be watching next, and we'll let you know so you have a fortnight to watch it yourselves, and then come on our journey with us again. Along the way, there will be facts, laughs, opinions, probably quite a lot of swearing. Any full frontal nudity will be completely irrelevant, as this is audio only. So, with the introduction over, it's now time for the podcast. Thanks for listening. So, good evening ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to Horror again, um, we are as usual 10 minutes out of uh, our movie which this evening was Silent Hill, um, first time for none of us, we've all seen it before, mm-hmm. but none of us have, well uh, Adam and Chris, you haven't seen it since it was out of the cinema, is that right? That's yep. right. Yeah. I think I've seen it twice since, but Chris, you still looked confused and pie-eyed at the end, what did you make of it this time round? Oh, well, I wouldn't have said necessarily confused, although that end, I was thinking, especially as I totally did not remember it at all, I was thinking, this is going to be a nice end, and then <laughs> it didn't seem it, because it seems like they might be dead, but mm. does that lead on to Silent Hill 2? Is that why? Not as I remember. Okay. Um, <laughs> I should probably research that before the evening, shouldn't I? I, I, did, I did have a look at... Oh. With regard to Silent Hill 2, because I've never seen it, hmm. um, but uh, the characters do continue into that. I was going to say, if I remember correctly, it's the daughter is now in her teens and it's her and her boyfriend go back to Silent Hill, it's her, if I remember well, it's, correctly. Yeah, and, well, she's been on the run with her dad, like with Sean Bean. See, but how? Okay, yeah, so how does that work? Yeah, at the end of the video. In fairness, maybe we make it a two-parter and watch Silent Hill Revelation Mm. because I, yeah, from that ending, I can't see how that marries up. Unless, you know, she she went off, maybe she goes to the bedroom, she wakes up back there and the missus is still in in Ashworld. Because I, I, I remember that being one of the downfalls of Revelation was that I couldn't marry it up to the end of this. And, and what I liked particularly about this film was the end that, I would say, spoiler alert, but yeah. everyone's yeah, obviously yeah. aware of the format by now. Have, um, the, yeah, so when this finishes, what I took from it is that once they'd been to Silent Hill and had entered that sort of ghost dimension, mm. although they were occupying the same space, they were in a different dimension yeah. so how and yeah if I remember correctly that was one of my big things was I sat there for the first half of the next film thinking they'll explain this they'll explain then they didn't it's they called didn't. Revelations they should well, explain yeah. something maybe but as I say it was a long time ago <laughs> I may have misremembered that but that's how I seem to remember being confused but there, there did seem to be a slight crossover between dimensions because at one point when he's searching for her he says he can kind of feel her he can smell her but that's, he yeah, yeah but that's sort of the only Reference to, you know, it, 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 it does, it does, it, and she seems to have certainly at the end, she seems to be kind of aware of or, um, sort of possibly aware of his presence or mm. whatever because she's looking at, she sits looking at where, the he, is, yeah. where he is sleeping in what we'll call, we'll have, how about as, because. We'll have normal, Ash world, yeah, and then and hell and hell, hell basically, yeah. yeah, other world mm. and hell, yeah, definitely. That's the thing I like is that, and this, I mean, the aesthetic, yeah, is pretty yeah. much uh, certainly like the the Ash world or Mist world as it is in the game, yeah. and the hell 
dimension. Uh, I mean, this film really takes its aesthetic from the games. Yeah. And I do like that idea that you would still have Carsies in hell. <laughs> that it's just like the the things peel down and because it does happen in the game when you go you go into the lavatory in the which you need to really probably at some point <laughs> but you go into the loos in the real world and it's just a, a loo or ash ash world in the ash world yeah. version and then yeah but you go into the loo and they are weird weird sort of cages like sort of chain link cages yeah but so it's because it's meant to be where it's all been burned mm. so that yeah but so is it where the walls have burned and you're left with whatever metal might be well, in the wall although there, I don't know I think because there's a difference there's a difference between there's a difference between the film and the game okay I did it's, wonder about that because in the game it's snowing and it's misty and in that, it's obviously ash because of the underground fire. Yeah. And, but yeah, there is, there, but a, a lot of it is more, it's just, it, it's, the best way I can put it is like contagion or something like that. You know, it's like, it just, everything in the other world is rotten. Mm. Okay. And, but there does seem to be a lot of pretty much everything, it's, it's like everything occupies the same space, but the framework is, it's like you almost go down to like a basic framework like, it's like that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, because I don't think cubicles would be built like that. <laughs> no. Possibly not, I don't know, but I've never set fire to the laboratory. I, I did like that, in the, I, I didn't remember it from seeing it the last few times, but yeah, the, the fact that it's actually when the, when everything sort of decays, mm. that decay becomes those bugs, and those become, bugs become a menace. So I didn't yeah. remember that at all. I just I, rem- I remembered them being there, but I didn't remember them actually coming from the paint falling off of everything turns into the bugs that turns into the yeah. Which, yeah, which, which I really liked. I thought it was a really good idea of. Well, it's like when the um, inverted pedo Janet are wearing his legs on his head. Yeah. yeah. Um, he st- like when he comes out as he pre- as he touches things they get it bleeds out like yeah. a contamination thing, and it's again it's weird because obviously we watch the void, and there's that sort of it's that again almost that sort of Hellraiser aesthetic yeah where it's sort of twisted bodies existing within a reality that's almost organically tainted yeah. By evil, I love that. Mm. I think that's such a such a nice. Well, it's, it's not nice. It's no, I don't. Know. <laughs> but there's something about it that's so surreal. Yeah. That it mm. becomes menacing just for the fact that it's su- such an odd premise. I think. I think it's also it's that weird thing where almost you don't want to. It's like you don't want to stumble into it, or you wouldn't want to fall onto it for fear of it getting on you. Yeah. <laughs> like it's almost like like. It's like an oil slick of evil. Yeah. That you'd just be like sort of getting on you, trying to get off <laughs> yeah. and just, yeah, the whole thing. Because a, like a lot of that sort of stuff is in, um, is in the game, although the, the guy barbed wired on the loo is in the game, but I don't, he doesn't become a physical monster. He's just still barbed Because there's a lot oh, of stuff a place that you can't... to find a clove in the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because there's a few things where you can... Because a lot of the stuff like um, sort of splatted bodies on the wall and things like that are all mm. things that are in the game, but you can't, you don't interact no. with them or anything. No. And they, they are just set dressing. So I was wondering that approach. because, yeah, if you, you, I suppose you could do that in the film, but it does help to make it a bit more exciting at those mm. points to, to have some interaction with them. But even though it's fairly minimal because she pretty much just runs away from the guy in the toilet... Yeah. Um, and then that's when the guy with a huge sword and funny head <laughs> yeah. appears soon after head. that. Yeah. I love that character, yeah. again, for the same reason. It's just so surreal, makes no mm-hmm. sense that it's menacing on its own, yeah. just for its surrealness. And, yeah, the, the, the way that that actor portrayed dragging that sword and every step was a real effort to drag it. It well, was oh, it's fantastic, it's terrifying. Because uh, like when I was when I was having a chat through all the basically a lot of the um, uh, pyramid head 
He is also oh yes I did uh, yes the guy who's pyramid head is also Colin the Nazi janitor oh really yeah but he's wearing like enormous I think he was like wearing enormous like stack heel boots to give him oh, the yeah, it made him like like seven and a half foot tall yeah or something uh, but also apparently when he's wear when he was wearing the pyramid head he can only see underneath him mm. oh right <laughs> which he. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. If it's crap, I apologise to the gentleman in question, Roberto Campanella. I think okay. that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, who is? He's also he returns as Pyramid Head in Revelation as well. In fact, a lot of people come back for Silent Hill Revelation. I was quite impressed, like looking through the cast, that that he that sort of like you know they had a lot of people come back, especially sort of like you know. Um, bigger names and stuff like that, hmm. but um, he, um, but that, yeah, that guy Roberto, he is a dancer and choreographer, and most of the nurses are, yes, like all the all the nurses that you see, and so they got they got them in so they could do like movement essentially, yeah. Um, but he is, but he was the movement coordinator on this as well. Oh, excellent! So he was the guy instructing everyone on how they were doing it. Yeah. So. So um, they all but, had the same movement and the same jarring. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, linking back to the void last week, uh, he was the mo- he's the movement coordinator on the remake of it. Oh, again, right, we've cool. got we, we, yeah, we've clearly got a tackle this when it comes out, haven't we? Um, and the TV series of The Strain, Gilmero del Toro's vampire yes, thing. Yes. Yeah, he did uh, stuff on that, and I think he was also one of the later Resident Evils. Okay. He was like a movement quarter, so he's that's kind of his gig is that yeah. he does a lot of monster movement and stuff that's, like cause that. Because in the is it the fourth or the fifth um Resident Evil, yeah, where it's got again, it's got the massive giant with the I think he's got nails through his head and a bag oh, is it if I remember correctly. Yeah. Does the same. He's got a huge like warhammer thing that he carries mm. and it's the same thing. It's that every step is is an effort to drag this huge weapon around continuously. Mm. Yeah, so I can see how that coming into the into play, having the same. But I mean, it's sort of it's it's a weird thing because um, I mean, full disclosure, I haven't played the game for years. I've only played Silent Hill, the very first game on PlayStation One, and but when because uh, when I saw I saw this at the cinema because it was really hot that day <laughs> and the cinema at Lakeside had aircon <laughs> so me and Dean Lee's brother because we've mentioned him a few times so I thought we I'd better clear that up yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so we just thought well it's too hot sod work let's go and see Silent Hill um, which good choice it, it, was, yeah. it, was a, it did turn out to be a good choice but he sort of he uh, played all the ver- versions of the game, so he explained. He yeah. at the time told me a lot of where bits and pieces came from because apparently Pyramid Head is from number two. All right, he's not in the. He's not in the original. I don't think the nurses are in the original uh, game. I think they all come from. Because oh, um, they're the iconic parts now. Yeah. Even before the film, that was what I always. I think they were the characters that that stuck with you. So yeah. You and you it. said the year was nineteen ninety nine that the game. That the game came, came out. out. That was two thousand and six that the film came out. Yeah. So although the guy had been, the guy bought the rights to it in two thousand, right. so he was really Learning. on the ball with yeah. it. Hmm. And then I think in terms of financing and or, or even possibly he was pursuing the rights for about five years. Oh right. To okay. get to do it. Um, but the but, production value seemed pretty high. Mm, well, I think I the think CG looks a, great. Yeah, a lot of it's, yeah. it's eleven years old. I mm. thought it held up really. Some of it was a, a I little mean, bit. I think more than anything, probably the insects are sort of the movement of the insects on the walls and stuff mm. like that. It's probably no worse than you would see in a lower budget film yeah. than that. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And but yeah, I mean, because I thought I sort of because obviously. Silent Hill the game was like sort of survival horror um, and we were talking earlier about obviously there's Resident Evil and yeah. Alone in the Dark and actually the, the dates on it for the games this is uh, Alone in the Dark was 92 mm, yeah, uh, and then right. Resident Evil 96 and then obviously yeah Silent Hill was 99 um, but I think 
I mean, certainly for me, it was the first game I played where it was like, oh, the PlayStation is, this is why people are flocking to this, because it felt like it felt like a real step up in terms of graphics, gameplay, and just the fact but that the story had, as well. Yeah, I imagine it, the whole oh, yeah. thing must have been really impressive because, like, watching the film really makes me want to play the game. Yeah, oh, definitely. And yeah, you can see how it. They almost you imagine they were building it, thinking of a movie in the way the all the different scenes. Yeah, because because I think because um, it's a weird one because all the as the Silent Hill games progress, they have more and more. Like the storyline, because I think that's the one thing with Silent Hill that it has over a lot. The, there's good storylines in a lot of games, but Silent Hill is kind of uh, it's it has like a real psychological element to it, mm. where parts of it are, you know, when when you sort of read about how what the developers were doing with it and like the people who wrote it, um, a lot of the stuff was um, manifestations of the main character's guilt or the main character's, you know, and and also there's a real, which is kind of in the film, but there's a real strong sort of pervy undercurrent in all the Silent Hill games Hmm. that there's a lot to do with sort of like warped sexuality and things like that 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 doesn't really come out in the film. So in a sense, I thought it did to some degree as the story unfolds because it turns out to be the true evil of the humans oh, and yeah. they happen to be religious in this yes. particular one. So this is the first film I think we've seen where it's the religious humans who are the, the actual evil That's and the true, monsters actually, yeah. are just trying to um, you know, take some sort of revenge on the torture that was inflicted on them. Mm. And then, so it was because the girl didn't have a father so that sort of repressed sexuality again, yeah, for the religious leader, and it's interesting because I like seeing all the people who are following her. You wonder, in a cult like that, there's probably a lot of people who are happy that it's happening to someone else. It's like oh, I'm yeah. following you because it's I'm mo- safe, yeah. Mm. And but the person who's leading them, like she's probably actually insane, and oh, yeah. and that's coming out in her desire to to one lead the group of people and yeah, inflict such torture on someone who is arguably completely innocent. Mm. Well, it's that nothing whole, wrong. especially because that whole thing where it comes down to, it's about the purity of the yeah. town mm. and all that sort of stuff. They're, they're trying to, pu- yeah, cr- pure themselves. Yeah. Purify, purify themselves yeah, purify through, her. yeah. By killing the girl mm. and the policewoman and anyone else who gets in their way. Yeah. <laughs> and that woman who played the, the head of that religious mm. yeah. cult. I've seen her as a cult leader or a religious zealot in something else as well. Oh, I'm she's sure she, yeah, her name's Alice Krieger or Krieg, and she is in she's in loads of stuff. I bet because I I know that you've seen this because I borrowed it off you years ago. Where, um, but um, she was in um, oh, it's not uh, it's not Skinwalkers, is it? Sleep Stephen King's Sleepwalkers. Oh yes, did she play the mother? Yeah, she's like the mother, um, the, the the mother who is one of the creatures. Yeah, yeah, and I know for a fact that you've seen that because obviously, yeah. Um, but she's um, she's she's played Mary Shelley in uh, a version of the Frankenstein Origins called Haunted Summer, um, but she's in a lot of she's in a lot of stuff. Um, she was in Deadwood. She's uh, Children of Doom. She was in that. Oh, she was in. I don't know if you've seen it, but she was in Thor: The Dark World as well. I don't know, but I don't know what. Oh, I have seen a character it, called Ear or Air, and I don't know what that sort of character is. I mean, the the biggest thing that she's done, uh, or the sorry, one of the biggest things that she's sort of really known for is she is the Bulk Queen in Star Trek, um, like. In the film First Contact, and then she turned up in Star Trek Voyager, like the series. Mm. Um, but yeah, she was. But she. Uh, but I mean, obviously, she's like English actress, and she, yeah, she does play a lot of those slightly mad, slightly yeah. dangerous. Yeah, uh, vaguely unhinged, mm-hmm. um, sort of evil in um, charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah I commanding. Think it, yeah. I think it was Sleepwalkers. Now, yeah, I. I, I, I thought it was a religious thing but I don't think it was I think I was remembering this but yeah mm. as you say I remember her as an evil overbearing yeah, yeah I think that was what it was it's from that Stephen King Sleepwalkers which you could say like the Borg are kind of religious 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very similar. Well, it's, like, it's like a sort of muted, yeah, yeah, like a muted monk sort of thing, mm-hmm. and then she was like, yeah, um, in command of those. But yeah, because I mean, but she is, I mean, she's brilliant in pretty much everything I've ever seen her in. She mm-hmm. is, she's one of those people who's just really compelling. You know, you sort yeah. of because weirdly enough, you sort of almost get the thing of she, she feels like she could run. A sort of weird Amish bunch of nut occult, yeah, you know, quite easily. Sure. So yeah, so I think she's sort of particularly well cast there. Yes, um, but so it is interesting that this this is the first one that really attacks religion in this way to try and show the truth behind the sort of gleaming surface. Mm. And and so why is that? Because this came from a computer game, and most computer games appear to have a. Uh, a sort of dislike of religion. I don't can't think of any games where they show religion as being I the think, answer, as opposed to some of the films that we saw. I think it's probably just because they're a, they're a newer. Yeah, movie. so that's what I was wondering. Because this is is this the newest film we've seen? What? No, I think that the this is oh, Woman no, in the, Black. Vo- the Void was oh, two thousand and sixteen. Okay. Woman in Black was two thousand and twelve. Yeah. Okay. So, but I think. But I think, yeah, I think because, I mean, really the ascendancy of games or certainly home gaming mm. is really the 80s, which is a particularly secular sort of time. Yeah. Because yeah. in a weird way, you've got that sort of period, almost like 1930s, reoccurring to the 1960s and 70s of occultism and things like that, you know, and sort of people getting into yeah. alternative religions and stuff like that. And then I think by the time you get to the eighties, pretty much everyone is has it's sort of such a shut down materialistic age that it's a very atheistic sort of period. Yeah. And I think, and also at that point, I think you've also got the things, and again because of the materialistic sort of side of things, you've got a lot of things like the um, like televangelists and things like that coming into the fore, where it is um, church corruption is you know whether it's fraud. Or it's a great way know, to make money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, and you've got things like Waco and things that are still fairly fresh in people's minds, where you know a religious group suddenly becomes you know, and uh, Heaven's Gate and all those. Mm. So yeah, so, lot... so religion it has been. What was Heaven's Gate? Heaven's Gate was uh, again. It was like uh, Jonestown. They all. Um, they all commit suicide. They were convinced there was a spaceship in the tail of Hailbot. Mm. Yeah, coming Hailbot. Um, and then when it came and they weren't on it, they all killed themselves. No, they killed themselves because then they could get... That was the only way oh, they that, could ascend onto it. That was it, it. sorry. Um, and yeah. uh, actually, back to the Star Trek thing, they did actually <laughs> refer to themselves as the away team and had little patches for it. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, unlike Star Trek, where it was just the guy in the red shirt. You know, this this is bad news for everyone, frankly. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I think... And even like stuff like Manson and like Jonestown in the 70s, again... It's still fairly cults. fresh in people's mm. minds. Yeah, a, a lot of it has become so, um, and obviously things like sort of like um, molestation scandals and things like that. Yeah. All these things have suddenly exploded, and so a lot, uh, you know, f- faith in religious institutions—not mm. necessarily religion, but religious institutions—really yeah. was. At a low. Yeah. yeah, it was under attack, so it was seen by a lot of people as a. As the enemy, you know, the Cold War was over. Who was the next big thing? That was, I suppose, the next target. And films are very good at that, finding whoever are the, you know, the boogeymen mm. of the age. And I think, I think also when you're dealing with, uh, particularly now, I think when you're dealing with things like horror, when you're dealing with the occult, when you're dealing with the supernatural, a lot of the time you've got people trying to in the 80s sort of thing, you've got that thing of people trying to shut that down and the people who are doing that mainly are um, religious groups reli- you know sort of like religious for well for want of a better expression religious fundamentalists regardless mm. of what the re- religion is yeah and they're trying to sort of put a stop to it and so I think you've got all these people like especially sort of second and third wave generation people have grown up sort of like where horror is their thing, yeah. you naturally see the church as the enemy just because mm. it's like, oh, they're the ones who wanted to ban The Exorcist, or they're well, the ones and who wanted... rock music, and yeah, yeah, exactly, any, anything yeah. that almost, I suppose, takes away from people spending time on the religion yeah. is an enemy to them. 
I think, and especially if it's highlighting issues that are. Well, I mean, there. even now there's like there was the thing with like you know there was a lot of um, uh, kickback against Harry Potter because he was a wizard, mm. <laughs> and you're like, I mean, it's not. I mean, it's hardly. Yeah. You know, it was hardly satanic bias. Yeah, you know, it's not sort of. It's not. Uh, it's not too bad. Yeah. But I mean, I've. Um, I'll. I'm going to give a good researcher should give credit where it's due and a lot of this I because like I say I hadn't played the game for so mm. long um, I was sort of looking around online to see what the game versus film differences were mm. uh, I, a lot of this a lot of information I got from uh, an article that a guy called Rob Petrie wrote on squabblebox.co.uk sort of just to give you the sort of Highlights and stuff, yeah. but one of the more one of the more important things is that um, the uh, Alessa is burnt in the game. It's actually as a result of they're trying to make her birth a new god. It's more a Lovecraftian sort of thing. Ooh, okay. Whereas the film, it's a bur- it's, it's a witch burning. Witch, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's that that sort of difference comes in there and in fact the sirens that occur in the game mm. um, which is always that um, that air raid siren yeah. sort of sound which does mean that at some point the cast of Dad's Army should come into it because <laughs> she turn around and just see like Arthur Lowe and John Lemesio sort of <laughs> heading towards her as it but um, yeah in, in in the game they, that, that just heralds the change into the other world or as they say in the film into the darkness and everything mm. and that is um it's actually related to fire engines coming to rescue a lesser when she's burning ah and so that and, makes and sense. Cause they did have they had some of the firemen mm, yeah um, at certain points and then they got eaten by the bugs oh the the mine no i think they might i think oh, they they might oh, was that the canary yeah. yeah yeah okay but um so and i think also, the the film is where we get the spin of is where the thing comes from of the other world being her revenge upon the occultists. Mm. Whereas I think in the game, it's it's where they've tried to create this new god. It's sort of oh, it's bleeding into yeah, it's a, it's a fallout essentially, yeah. yeah. And so, so I, I mean, the, I mean, the main fundamental difference is that the main character looking for the adopted daughter in the game is a man. Mm. Uh, and actually, his character, the the character is called Harry Mason, and apparently in Silent Hill Revelation, um, Sean Bean's character is credited as Harry Mason because he's using that as a false identity. Mm. Ah. So they sort of they've gone back to the game and linked up more to it. I had intended to watch it this weekend. Mm. Um, unfortunately, somebody suggested I go and download a game and give it a go. Um, <laughs> and I played that for an hour and a half and then suddenly remembered that I had Dishonoured that I hadn't got around to starting mm. and I spent 13 hours this week in <laughs> Dishonoured so I didn't quite get around to watching it so it's your fault Chris yeah. that I yeah. did watch it <laughs> but I mean I mean, certainly like you say because I mean, we had um, Devil Rides Out obviously where God won mm. God won Satan nil <laughs> um, whereas this, and uh, I mean, mind you, I suppose there there is the element in this where it's explicit. They're explicitly not, although that there's there are sort of, it's fuzzy as to their real religion. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not. Yeah. I mean, yeah, cl- it's clearly the, kind of uh, a Christian religion, yeah, but but it's not a normal cross. No, they've not and really made it into. Yeah, they don't so talk about so God. Really, it's not it's pure yeah. yeah, and I mean, even de- I mean, it's sort of. But yeah, I think I think the um, overall, I really love the aesthetic of it. Mm. Yeah, it's, talking about that, I thought particularly the sort of change when she meets Alyssa and it goes all white and like there's yeah. certain parts like that that really kind of yeah that grainy uh, film effect. stuff yeah. footage yeah. thing that they did was really good but it's funny because I got so into that that all of a sudden when it cut back to Northing I was like mm. wow mm. it looks amazing here. yeah <laughs> but I, I, I remember I jotted down with that because I just thought it, that that to me was almost like 
that was their version of a game cutscene. Yeah. yeah. It did have that mm. feel of it's like, right, here you go, you're going to get your explanation now. It also yeah. reminds me of The Matrix with the architect a little bit. Oh, blimey. Yeah, 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 like, here's the answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we could follow this. It wasn't like, you know. But it's like, sitting I, there. I, I did kind of like it. I haven't got the last one yet. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, it was kind of nice, even if it, in a way, might be an easier way to explain what's going on. It's. But it did I feel like some relief of, you know, and then especially then it's like, right, they were all the monsters, now they're on our side. That's kind of uplifting. Yeah. I, th- I think also it's just that sort of, I think also it's it's just because if it, within the terms of playing the game, mm. the game is probably going to be, I don't know, sort of at least sort of like 10, 20 hours maybe. Yeah, if, if you yeah. take the game to completion, yeah. even like the game, at the, the sort of level that the game was at that point, it's probably, you know, you're probably going to spend about 10, 20 hours playing it. Mm. And as that goes on, you get these little clues and things like that. Whereas actually with the film, it's sort of, to get the right level of atmosphere of how the game works, you kind of have to put in a blast of info like yeah. that because otherwise you would have to do it would have to be a series mm-hmm. yeah you know I'm actually surprised that is not becoming a thing because everything seems to be to being turned into a series at the moment yeah and yeah I don't know why I, I, so thought they a, been... I know generally that does bug me a bit when you have one character suddenly explaining everything to another one and you're like oh, could you not find a better one? but with this I, I didn't find it jarring so mm, I, I think it, it, it worked because she then sides with them so it's like well yeah. we're now bringing you in yeah that's, yeah. It seemed okay, but yeah, I would agree. Sometimes that can be bad, but I, I, I did like it in this. I think well, not only that, also, I think they just did it quite well with that sort of change to the change change of the to the sort the of cinema cine mm. film look and everything about it. And and like I say, it kind of felt in the it felt in a way like how a game would. But I'm wondering if like we accept that more from having played games like that. I wonder mm. how it would appeal to someone who's never played any games. Because I, I definitely felt like some of it did remind me of a game. Yeah. But whether that's just... Yeah, it's, it's hard to say without... It, I thought, because it's a first-person shooter, I would be... So I is it? Okay. Be Wait, I didn't know that. It's, no, it's not, no, I thought no, it was... It a, no, it's... You've got... You have... Like you have person. Yeah, you've got... You're behind them, are you? Yeah, you're behind them. It's very much like, sort of, um, uh, Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, like, like yeah. where you, you've got a central figure that you control mm. all the... You pan around and everything else like that. Um, but yeah, because it's so. But you are essentially is is that same sort of thing. You know, you are viewing it through the. See, I thought yeah, it was like a Resident Evil type. Go room to room, kill everybody in that room. Go to the next. Wait, room, I thought Resident everyone. Evil was third person as well. So I've never Resident played. Resident Evil with... is third person. Doom is first person. Or like Call of Duty is first person, where it's you are literally. The, the well, yeah, screen is literally yeah, the eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but what I mean, it's the same. You know what I mean? You're you're yeah. going through from room to room, killing, and all you're doing is literally just killing, you know, clearing rooms of people. So I thought the guy, the film was going to be a lot more. No, no. Whereas there's hardly any actual killing of zombies. It's all the running away and trying to hide from. Okay, so I imagine that's how the game was as well. I really, I think we should just play. It could, it. I've not played it. No. I just assumed it was like Res- uh, I have, uh, Resident yeah, Evil ones I've played are like that. You just run. From... I thought they were more like no, puzzle. The, the, the very first Resident Evil is it's again it's that survival horror thing. There's a lot of like you puzzles find, to find figure a key, out. Yeah. look at a picture and 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 there's a lot of running around with Silent Hill as well it's like mm. you because that was the, that was one bit that I thought was just perfect for um, sort of like the gamers in the audience in a way mm. is where she's looking at the map of the yeah so do you have to do that hotel and she's going left right left, yeah, and, yeah. and it is just something you You've naturally got to try and do the map. because yeah. because because what, what happens in Silent Hill is really disorientating because mm. certain rooms become open yeah. in the other dimension in oh, the hell dimension that you couldn't get to previously. Yeah, that's pretty good mechanic. And yeah. so, but also you, you'll you discover, you know, you'll discover a key in one bit and then have to go back around. And very much the same because the first Resident Evil is all in a mansion. 
Mm. And it's the same sort of Which thing. Which is more like Alone in the Dark. Yeah, and alone, and, alone in the Dark, yeah. And it's that same thing where it's sort of, it does have monsters that you have to tackle, but there's not it's really, not, it's not a blast them up. It's not a shoot map. I think that's where I've got confused because the only Resident Evil I had was mm. on the PlayStation, but it was one of the ones with the gun, like with the actual light yes. gun. Mm. So literally it mm. was just walking through corridors and when they come out you just blast them. It was like House of the Dead. So was that, one of those. that was yeah. probably a bit of a spin-off of, Resident Evil. Yeah, it probably, yeah, yeah, I can't remember what it was called. There, there, there might even there might even be ones with the same as Silent Hill because there are loads of because there's because you always get the thing where it's like you've got the games where you've got like one, two, three, four or whatever like that, mm. but you've also got little side ones. Yeah, mm. you know because there was the one there was that I mean it just looked beautiful where there was the Resident Evil that came with a chainsaw controller. Nice, which you just had to sort of use and slice through and everything. That was. A, Great looking thing that was, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, essentially, um, yeah, Silent Hill. It's it's mainly puzzles, and also you barely like. For example, you can't really fight Pyramid Head. Hmm. Yeah, you just have to avoid. Well. Yeah, yeah. You, you, he is he's like mm. an earthquake or something. You just yeah. get out of his way. Yeah, uh, which is kind of again how they sort of work in the, the film. Yeah. yeah, and but there's like. Um, uh, for example, like the little, little grey children, Bernie children yeah. at the start of it, um, they appear in the game, but again, you just sort of tend to either move away from them. You can whack them, because hmm. that's what that was one bit where she's shouting the metal, the the metal pipe, the metal pipe, because that's yeah. the first thing you get in mm. Silent Hill is oh. a metal pipe, <laughs> and there's um, and also the bit where the walkie-talkie and the and her mobile phone were going. Yes. Staticky in the game of Silent Hill, because I was saying about this to Chris earlier, is in the game of Silent Hill, another thing that you pick up is a broken radio. Mm. And you have the option to, do you take it? Do you leave it here? But you take the broken radio with you because static plays whenever there is a supernatural creature near you. Oh, so it's like a warning yeah. device. But, like I say, you know, like I was saying to Chris as well, this is just, it makes the game so much better. It's not... Bloody hell, there's loads of them. You know, sort of like, yeah. open the door. Ah, monster. It properly, it like, that goes off and you're like, and the fuck on. <laughs> right, okay, where's this bastard now? And it may not even be in the room with you. Mm. It may be the door you're approaching. Or it may be behind you. Or it might be, do you know so, what I mean? So instead yeah. of a big injection of adrenaline, it's like a gradual yeah, it's, it's a yeah. real, hairs on the back of your neck. Yeah, it's a real tension yeah. builder. So I definitely need to give this because obviously as a, yeah. as, as it's obviously very aware I'm not a gamer in any way, shape, or form. I um, don't consider myself so I, I am, but to... I didn't realise I was going to be the resident expert. Which this was because so I was taken to the cinema by my friend Chris Jose, and mm. he had played the game and loved the game. I think because he was into consoles, was only ever played PC. Mm. So I missed all the PlayStation craze. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so. So I didn't know anything about it, but that's why he took me, um, and I was really impressed with the film then. But it was funny, I really did not remember, um, from about halfway onwards, for some reason, I didn't remember going down into the hospital and meeting Alyssa. Um, I barely remembered the church parts, mm. so I'm not quite sure what happened. But I definitely don't remember the barbed wire up the... Yeah, yeah, so that, that was another change. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I do not remember that at all. And actually, I mean, like, I don't... I. I was genuinely, and like I say, I've seen the bloody thing, but I was genuinely waiting for her to come in at the point that uh, Officer Bennett yeah, was yeah. being burned. So I didn't expect and, her to Yeah, and I was like, oh away. shit, no, they've, but, they've killed her. But and that, that's it. That Thumbs also off. made me think, and I've wondered about this before, like, the girl in this, she was definitely too young to have watched this. Right, but so what happens to children who act in a film like this? Because obviously, while you're acting, you yeah. don't see hardly any of them. But you must be curious. I, well, think. I mean, what, how does this relate to what I'm saying here? To what's going on in the film? I think. Well, weirdly enough, apparently the scriptwriter did apologise to her parents. Yeah, <laughs> and said, "Look, I will apologise if she's traumatised by anything that's happened here, because you know it, she shouldn't be. Yeah. She's not old enough to see it, definitely." Yeah. But I mean, the, but that would be a great follow-up if we could find out from her. And, oh yeah. <laughs> well, she. The, I mean, she is actually a. Um, oh yeah, that's that's a little thing. Um, the uh, the girl who was Sharon slash Alessa. Yeah. Um, she's called Jodel Furland, 
Um, she was in Tideland. Do you remember that Terry Gilliam film? Don't think I've seen oh, it. Brilliant, brilliant film. She's also in a Masters of Horror. She's in Mick Garris's The V Word. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but she's Patience Buckner in Cabin in the Woods. You know the daughter of the. Uh, redneck zombie family. Oh God, Have I just yes, seen I that do. on Netflix? Is it on Netflix? Or yes. Kevin the Woods. I've seen it yes, somewhere it's recently. It's amazing, but don't watch no, it. No, okay. Mm. Right. We need to get you to learn the tropes of slasher movies uh, okay. before you'll fully appreciate. I, th- I think yeah. It's, 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 oh, so is that the one? Movie, I think you is. told me. I said I'm looking yeah. forward to showing you. Yeah, okay. Because mm. it takes all the tropes mm. that we. That we love, but that people groan at, and it basically gives it a reason. So rather okay. than saying, "Oh, it's not just lazy script writing," just this is why yeah, this, this is yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's unbelievably it's, good. Film. It's really great. Mm. Um, but yeah, so she, so she's so been, how old she's is she been now? In other, um, that, that I don't know because uh, she was playing a was it seven year old? Did they say? Yeah, she's oh, uh, so I, I, I would have seemed about right. I don't and know, that's two thousand six. Yeah, so maybe I mean I would say maybe about ten, you know, at the time possibly. Mm, yeah. So I mean we are talking eleven years now. So if she was seven, she'd now be uh, eighteen. Yeah, mm. yeah, which is probably yeah about right for Kevin because that was okay. a few years ago. Mm. So yeah, but she's not. Um, she doesn't play. Uh, she doesn't play. Uh, the Sharon in the sequel. Mm. Right, she's one of the few people who doesn't uh, who doesn't return. Actually, I mm. thought she was quite good. At this. I thought she was brilliant. Yeah, she's and like brilliant. I say, Tideland, she's absolutely brilliant okay. in that. She's like one of the main characters in it, and she's just brilliant. And she, and so I think was, she she was younger. I think okay. that was like yeah, that was two thousand five. So it's like two years mm. before this, and it's like a Terry Gilliam film. But so, she so it's does a comedy that so well. Tideland is it's a weird film. That yeah. is, it's just a Terry. It's another slice of Terry Gilliam mm. oddities. Okay, um, but it's—I mean—it's a good—it's a good film worth mm. checking out. And then you've got—I mean, obviously, probably the biggest name in any of this is uh, Sean Bean. Mm. And weirdly enough, he was um, not in it as a um, it, originally. The director didn't have the husband in it. Mm. He changed the main character from a man to a woman, yeah. and then, and but apparently, like the studio were a bit, well, it's a bit woman heavy. So I, I really like that, and I so actually, I, I thought it would have been a woman in the game as well. Yeah, because it seems to work well. Well, actually, I mean, this is the thing: is apparently the director said it was because he was um, the the director just said it was because in the game he felt that the character. Displayed more, uh, felt more obviously feminine. Mm. Although the great thing is with the with the actual game is that again you're you're playing the per, you're playing the, the the male character, but he he isn't an action hero, mm. so he doesn't feel. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't feel ridiculous. obvious masculine. Like yeah, he's, yeah, he's not sort of going around and just like shooting everything and blasting everything. Mm. You know, he's trying to discover it. He's he's essentially a single parent trying to find his daughter and everything, but yeah. So they like the uh, director, a guy called is a guy called Christoph Grand, uh, Christoph Gans. Um, the um, only the, he did a brilliant film called Brotherhood of the Wolf, which is like French sort of horror film. I've heard of that. It's, I don't it's, know it's, if I've seen it. It's a good it's a good film. I saw it on I think I saw it on Film Four like about. Ten years ago, or something like that, but it, uh, I remember it being good. Mm. Um, and re- and actually, s- since um, doing Silent Hill, the only other thing he's done is a 2014 version of Beauty and the Beast, oh, like yeah. a live action one that's obviously been superseded by the fact that Disney have done their own yeah. live action one recently. Didn't they have Christopher Walken in it, or am I imagining that the live um, action? I'm sure. Oh no, sorry. Do they? I think they recently did a live action. Uh, Peter Pan and he played Hook possibly oh, right, so I'm okay. thinking of hmm. so it's obviously a common thing in the States that we yeah. don't we don't get to see yeah. yeah I think so but I mean so so that was the director yeah and so he's just done this those he, two he's done I, th- I think he's done some sort of like other he did like some other short films I think okay. he did uh, he did an action film uh, something Vengeance which I can't remember the name of again mm. but um 
Seems surprising. Yeah, because uh, I don't, yeah. I don't think he did. I don't think he did Silent Hill Revelation. I don't think he did okay. the, the, the second one. Perhaps Although, he should have done. He, maybe. I mean, a lot. Like I say, I mean, a lot of people seem to have returned, uh, returned on that. Hmm. Um, but he was. Uh, but it's written by a guy called Roger Avery. Now, Roger Avery is a director in his own right, hmm. um, and also a writer. But he was. He worked with Quentin Tarantino at Video Archives back in the nineties, eighties, rather. Yeah. Um, so he was mates with him, and he actually wrote the boxing segment of Pulp Fiction, mm. like the Bruce oh, Willis right, okay. Um So again, back to Christopher Walken with a watch on his ass. <laughs> yes. Um, and he wrote and directed uh, Killing Zoe. Um, he's done something called Mr. Stitch with, with Rutger Hauer, which looks like it might be an interesting take on Frankenstein. Oh, right, cool. Um, and then he's done... Um, he did two films based on Brett Eaton Ellis novels, uh, Mr. Stitch and the Rules of Attraction. Um, and, yeah, but so, but again, I think he was sort of, again, I was like, the um, the whole sort of Sean Bean subplot was an afterthought in a way because the studio just said, well, it's too female heavy, we need a male lead. Yeah. And, I mean, I, probably the film doesn't, it doesn't need it. Because no. I think in a weird, because uh, in a weird way, you get that ambiguous, you get that oddly ambiguous ending because of it mm. that apparently is not resolved, and and he doesn't push the story forward no, in it, any way. Like, like it nearly does with the other police guy who tells him to mm. leave it all alone because you see him and that's how he burns his hands because yeah. yeah. he's getting the girl. And then I wondered, is that his daughter? But and that again, that's that's never really addressed. No. And I don't know whether that's. So I thought that was going to come out, and it yeah. didn't. But so it might not have been. It just the way he seemed a bit sort of cagey about it all. But yeah, yeah. a bit keen to get involved. Like, I suppose it's good cop. You're going to try yeah. and save a child. Yeah. Possibly, but, but then what? Like, why was he trying to get rid of um, what's his name? Sure yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. But then it didn't really tell you any more about that. No, sure, his accent upset me a lot less this time than it did the first time. Oh I saw yeah. It. Yeah, but then he weren't going to do his normal voice, was he? <laughs> or two, you shit bag. <laughs> Buy it, or I'll come round and beat you up in front of your wife and kids. <laughs> but because uh, weirdly enough, I mean, he's like the biggest name in it, and he's really yeah, not, it doesn't do much. Yeah, yeah, it's not really an integral part of uh-huh. any of the action of it. And like you say, I mean, the stuff with the 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 other cops sort of muddies it a bit mm. but you know you kind of get an explanation but then you get the you get like the stuff explained to Rose yeah and renders that redundant apart from you seeing how he got his hands burnt yeah so nowadays weirdly enough I think actually they'd have just not only would they have not bothered doing that I think they'd have been trying to sell it on the basis of hey look at that we've got all women in this look the little ladies, they're being yeah. allowed to do their own bits, aren't they? Well done. Pat on the back for us, you know. Well, a friend of the show, Sharon, um, I was discussing this with last night, actually. Um, she was over and we were talking about the fact we're going to be covering Silent Hill. Mm. Um, yeah, and she said that. She said her only disappointment, yeah, was the fact that it was two very strong female leads and that the cop went out in such a wussy way. She said, I wanted to see her, you know, mm. in there, in the thick of it. I don't think that it. is a wussy way no, to go. That is hard fucking She barely even I don't, I don't think she was referring to the burning. I think she meant more the fact she just kind of, you know, they just descend on her outside the elevator and beat the shit out of her. But yeah, they, she, she's, she's clearly given a good account of herself because she yeah. knocks the fuck out of them before it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. She does hold them off for a while. But that, again, that bur- I've forgotten how good that burning effect of her mm. face is where yeah. it's, it's held and you can just see it slowly melting away and popping. I, I, mean, I mean, one day, one day maybe we'll watch The Devils because that features the most horrific burning at the stake. Seriously, you won't go to a barbecue for a week. Mm. <laughs> um, but but as, as things go, I think, yeah, that's, that still holds up fairly well as well um, and it's also nice to see like a proper it's nice to see a proper witch burning no <laughs> that's an inappropriate term but you know what I mean like the sort of dangled over and, yeah. and essentially roasted rather yeah. than kindling around you and yeah. set alight so this is something I feel like I should learn about because I find it so odd that there was ever such a thing as burning witches because I can't understand what someone could have done that would make you think they're a witch 
Most of it is because you're either not going against the, you're not um, following following church doctrine. Um, also, a lot of it is putting people in their place. You know, it's sort of like I don't like that person. Yeah, well, I don't like him either. Well, I reckon they buggered my crops. Was it that? That was a Monty Python. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> the thing. As soon as as soon as it's that, it's, yeah. Burn her anyway. <laughs> But she looks like a witch. You dress yeah. me up like this. <laughs> and then she floats, doesn't she? Yeah. <laughs> it's the, oh, what is it? The um, turn me into a new. <laughs> I've got better. <laughs> but yeah, it's. But then I think yeah. that's the level of hysteria that was taking me. There's a really there's a great album by the Esotronic Research Council, um, which that's is about name. which is yeah. yeah which is about the Pendle witch trials, and they actually used the term, um, what was it? Uh, uh, that, um, medieval Holland and Barrett <laughs> is what they were, because they said, it's just, it was just women saying, oh, you know, use a bit of this, and that'll cure your eels, or use a bit of that, and it'll, you know, that'll cure up that cut or whatever. And a lot of it was just the local person who was like, essentially, you know, the local wise person, yeah, or cunning man, as the was another term they used to use. But yeah, again, there were, like, there were doctors and things the way there are now. So you say a lot yeah. of it was more sort of holistic, holistic, holistic medicine. medicine sort of yeah, just old. The term old wives' tale really comes from witches as well, because it's kind of like oh, again, it was a way of making it less. You know, you know, it's now become a thing where it's an old wives' tale because then that takes it away from them. Mm. Mm. You know, and they cease being. Uh, it cease, ceases to be something sensible. It's like I say, a wives' tale. You know, that doesn't cure anything, and it. But maybe it does. Yeah. But yeah. yeah and the Salem witch trials, because when we were, when we were over there, um, yeah. yeah. Obviously, you learned a lot more of the backstory. I read a few books and things on on that how all that started. But that was just. It was just. You know, it, it, I think it's now been agreed that it was less about the mass hysteria and it was more about these young girls who had such a such a boring life. You know, your life back then was you got up, you did chores, you went to bed and that was it. And for a, a girl in your, you know, pre-teens... Not much fun. Not much fun. And all of a sudden you've been given this power where you can just point your finger at somebody and the entire town kills them. Mm, yeah. and, and they just got wrapped up in it and... Well, because that's what happened with Pendle, wasn't it? It was yeah, just a, a girl. A girl got into an argument with like a local farmer. He had a stroke because he was a fat git, and she got blamed for killing him. <laughs> and it's like, no, it's it's medieval England. No sub, you know. There's there's not really any healthcare, mm. and this blustery old git was having a shouting match, and he's had a stroke. Good. I think it was his daughter. Uh, her daughter, sorry, actually, it was the daughter yes. of the woman who was who was killed as a witch was actually the one who took the idea to the church and said, oh, have you noticed she had this argument and now he's dead? My mum done that. And yeah. she was the one who caused the entire... Mm. Pendle, which is brew, lovely beer, very nice. Generally get it in Morrison's for a pound a bottle round about October. Well, hold, hold the thought on witches because I'm thinking maybe for next week. Just, you know, the ultimate, the ultimate sort of like user's guide to witchcraft is the witch. Well, the recent one, yes, yeah, that is a fantastic. And idea. that who's that, it for? Um, I can't think of the guy's name because I think he's only basically done that. Okay. Um, but it's um, very, um, oh, it's just, it's just a brilliant film. But it's so steeped in witchcraft lore. And again, like me and Dean had been like reading stuff, and it was like we were obsessing over witchcraft and everything. And we were all like, "There's no decent witch films. They're all rubbish, or they're sort of this either really crap or they're just sort of awful, or whatever." And then this came along, and it was like, "This is the film we've been waiting to watch for three, four years." Yeah, it is absolutely. It's the best one since the Hammer. Uh, when Hammer just did the was it called the witches? Yeah, and even that's not you know I mean yeah, even that's the, not great. Yeah, I mean there's season of the witch which is George Romero. That's not great. You know there's there's a lot of witch films out there, mm. but this is and it's so well done. Mm. Yeah, yes, yeah. sorry, yeah, definitely up for that. So that's on the list. Yeah, that's, that's on the list. And that's very much a, uh, another slow burn. It's it's slow it's burn a, witch. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so painful. Yeah, it is. It's, it's an hour and 15 minutes, I think, and basically it's an hour and five minute build up to the mm. last 10 minutes. Okay. And if the t- that last 10 minutes works for you, you will love it. If it doesn't work for you, you'll be massively disappointed. Because I found that, that it fell into two camps with that film. Either everyone mm. loved it or hated it, and it all fell apart. Mm. But it was, it was, was, that last it was quite a nice way of like just deciding who you were going to stay friends with. Though. Absolutely. You know, or, yeah. or you sort of like, if you didn't get it, if you, I no longer liked it. Yeah, if you read a review <laughs> of it, and it's like, great, I don't have to read anything out of this magazine ever again. <laughs> because now I know you know, the guy's not going to appreciate a decent film, so stop it. I think that's a good idea for the next film, actually, if you're up for that. Ah. Oh. This is something that I actually did keep an eye on. I didn't want to say to you guys about it because I just thought... I, w- I wanted to see if it was there. Um, costuming. Yes. More specifically, Rose's outfit. Yeah. Mm. Rose's outfit starts off as like a light grey. Mm. And as the film progresses, it gets greyer and greyer. And they made like over a hundred different versions of her outfit. Oh, really? It gets greyer, and then it goes red, red, and by the end of it, it's blood red. I was going to say, I noticed it went from white to red, but yeah, I I never noticed it getting... No, and that's the thing, is it sort of gets paler and paler and paler, and then round about the time... It's round about the time that they first go into the church when Pyramid Heads rip that uh, woman apart outside, and they get splashed with blood. And that's when it starts going red mm-hmm. from there. Yeah, that was a great kill as well. Hold her up with one arm. And I think again, it's um, again, it sort of is part of the. Uh, you have to have some. Do you know what I mean? Because I think without that, weirdly enough, Pyramid Head doesn't do. He menaces, but he has to have actually. That's his only one kill. Yeah, really, it's yeah. the only time he really actually. I mean, he's dragging one of the miners through. Yeah. But again, you, by that point, the miner's probably dead anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and that was the other thing. Sorry, I'm uh, sort of half, half brain dear. Um, in the game, Silent Hill is like a holiday resort, it's like a little town by the sea. Hmm. Um, and obviously, in this, it's a mining town. Yeah. It's actually based on a real place. So, yeah, yes. I wondered. I did hear about okay. it. Okay. Yeah, because it's, where is it? I, re- I did re- I But did I did think, if you call your town Silent Hill, you're sort of asking for trouble. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's sort of ridiculous. Yeah, that's it. It's based on a place called Centralia, or Centralia, in Pennsylvania, uh, which is totally abandoned. I think as of 2013, seven people were listed as living there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a huge mining town um, and then in May 1962 an anthracite seam underneath it caught fire it's still burning today mm. wow. and they reckon it's got probably another 200 years on it mm-hmm. and basically yeah it's like a, it, uh, a yes yeah, a, a seam of coal eight, eight miles uh, eight miles stretched over 300 and uh, 3,700 acres Bloody underneath hell. this town and basically yeah that was it the town had to just evacuate, evacuate. Yeah. everyone had to go out and like I say they're basically as far as I can tell they've just basically levelled most of it now hmm. because it's fucked yeah the whole thing's fucked we well, can't um, all that weight on top of the street yeah if that goes at any point the whole lot's just going to collapse and but the you pictures can't... you see of it have that it's all those cracks and like the big divots out and things yeah. like that. That has all happened there mm. because it's yeah. just such an extreme. And there's nothing they can do about it. They can't no, put it out or it anything. Out. It's just yeah. And they reckon it might just be like um, that. No one's actually again. It might be uh, the sort of Silent Hill thing. Uh, no one actually has a proper handle on why it went up. They think it might be. Burning trash down, a, a, like setting fire to rubbish down a, a separate shaft, mm-hmm. and they said that there were minutes from a town meeting saying about like ha- about waste disposal, <laughs> but then no further. They they all agree that they will go ahead with waste disposal, but they don't list what they're doing with it. Oh, because it would have been illegal, and so they think yeah, they think mm-hmm. that's, that's what's what actually happened is that right. someone. Yeah, they basically put it down an abandoned shaft, set fire to it, and it's just caught and done the whole lot. But so in a way, it was incidental to uh, the actual film 
Mm. The fact that there's it's burning underneath. Yeah. Mm. It just sort of adds to the whole thing because it was them setting fire to themselves. Yeah, yeah, them that's setting, the thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, them setting fire to her that yeah. caused the accident that set fire to the whole. And but what did so? Did that actually set fire to the mine as well? Then. Yeah, I, 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 that's what I assumed. I, I assumed oh, that right. was meant to be the case. Is that while they were burning her, they something caught and yeah, and that's why it was that, more she powerful. The thing over, didn't she? So yeah. I assumed that burnt through the floor yeah. and then uh, okay. caught the mine. And once the mine was uh, up, it yeah. So I, I don't know if I missed that then, but. Yeah, I just I didn't see I that think, actually happen. Because it's because they were rescuing her. It seemed like it should have sort of exploded more mm. than that. Like engulfed her or whatever. Well, or like, the, like the whole town, I would have thought, would have gone up. But yeah. whereas, yeah, the policeman was actually there rescuing her. It seemed mm. like it was just that building that... And yeah. other buildings around it. But it had that it. recess in the floor, yeah. didn't it? So yeah, I so imagine the actually, idea is, yeah, yeah. it's rather than burning the building up, mm. it burnt down and went into the mine. And But then also the weird thing is, is because at that point... In Sean Bean world, hmm. Sean Bean. World. Well, it's the only way I can describe it now. In Sean Bean world, they—I mean—they're wearing dust masks, which are going to be pistol used. Yeah, I, thought, got I thought that as well. Yeah. Like, right, so there's smoke, and they've got them ridiculous things yeah. that won't even keep you. It's all, it's all right. I can go around Chernobyl. I've got, a, yeah. you know, it's that. <laughs> but yeah, I think they sort of, yeah, in in that th- in that sense of it, it seemed. You know, every, whereas it, obviously you've got like the permanently burning ash, but that seems to be possibly a nether world. So is it? Is it when they burn her, they sort of shift planes, maybe, or something like that? Yeah. And then the well, whole she, thing's burning, or well, she did say, didn't she? She said that the thing that you that that she hasn't told you, and none of you will admit to yourselves, is the fact that you're all dead. Yeah, because she said that, didn't she, when she confronted mm. him in the church? So yeah, so, I got that impression that they all uh, died. I, I, so is that just being emotionally like sort of dead inside? You know, you're just hateful. Well, but so is, does that people. actually explain that they are dead and they died in the car crash? And <laughs> do you know, so they were dead from. Do you know what? Entering. Yeah, that makes sense mm. as well because the cop has because yeah. she falls off the bike and she says she? Yeah, she's hurt herself, yeah. or you know. Yeah, she said yeah. I didn't know how long I was mm. out for. Mm. And uh, I suppose the only other confusing bit is that the policeman says he's found the car and they're not in it. So it's still mm. a little bit odd. But, th- but again, I think there's so much... There's so many questions yeah. with it. I think, it's, I think probably, yeah, I'm just going to put it down to the fact they felt that they obviously had to put in more... Well, they had to put in Sean Bean and that mm. whole stream in it mm. and I wonder if they thought that would be a cool ending which it kind of is yeah. but it's sort of too it creates too many ambiguities in the rest of it yeah in a way um, oh yeah because without that it would have made a lot more straightforward yeah. narrative sense but again I don't think it hurts the film no 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 it's, a, it's, it's still a good film and I like I do actually like that ending because it's like you say you think you're getting a good a happy ending yeah. and you're not yeah because there's still this distance you know they're still mm. not in the same plane yeah but yeah cool right so <laughs> so, so we all enjoyed it then yeah that was... definitely yeah it was nice to it was nice to rewatch it again because uh, well to rewatch it full stop yeah um because weirdly enough, I'd been thinking about, like you said, about where we'd all suddenly just out of the blue, we're all like, leave silent, never watch. So, yeah. But I think I've still got the game somewhere. Mm. So I think we a, should try that one day. And a PS2, yeah. so yeah. we'll have to give it a whirl. Because, like I say, only game I've ever heard frightened Dave Man. Mm. So, you know, it's got to, be, got to be terrifying. Yeah, we should do that then. We should have a, a gaming day yeah. and catch up with that. Cool. Um... Yeah, and then for the next episode, we're going to go with The Witch. Do you fancy that, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think... Not only that, another another modern one, I think, we're sort mm-hmm. of... And then, yeah. And then we can uh, delve back a bit further. Yes. I'm quite keen to get into some anthology stuff. But, That's um, true, actually, yeah. We but need yeah, to get but some... the, I think The Witch is, is, a, is, a good, is a good one to follow this. Yeah, after um, we've sort of been through, uh, after we've been through the burnings and the witch law, I think yeah, yeah. 
it is it's near perfect mm. for all kinds of witchy poos. Yeah, absolutely. <coughs> cool, fantastic. Right. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. Um, don't forget to come and find us on Instagram at Welcome to Horror. Yeah. Um, the website, welcometohorror.co.uk. You can email us at info at welcome to horror.co.uk Chris put his hand up as if he'd dot suddenly felt something we've got dot com as we've well we've got dot com as well so we're expanding either yeah, yeah either one um, and the Facebook group um, yeah so come find us and give us some suggestions and tell us what you think and uh, we will see you next time thanks a lot bye thank you